Welcome to the Zero Hour Podcast, sponsored by Beecher Madden, the podcast that gives you the insights, techniques, and tools into top guests from the cybersecurity, governance, forensic, and data world. Welcome to the latest episode of the Zero Hour Podcast and your host today is Carla Reffold. Today we are joined by Noreen George. Noreen is a security consultant at Cisco Systems. Her area of expertise is threat intelligence. She's the president of Women in Security for North Carolina and the founder of the Mentor Mentees Cybersecurity Group with over 4,000 members. Hope you enjoy. Beecher Madden are recruiters for cybersecurity and corporate governance professionals. Leveraging our long-held relationships, industry knowledge and data-driven approach, we help companies and candidates make better hiring decisions. Tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? What, uh, what did you do education-wise? Growing up, originally I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, um, then came to the United States for my further education, went to University of Massachusetts, did my information technology, then got my first job, branched into um, system admins, did that for a while, and then got an opportunity to attend a cybersecurity program at MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and that opened my mindset of how cybersecurity was going to grow. This was way back like in 2016. Um, and that was an eye opener. Um, and building my career, you know, when I did my, my system admin job, that was my groundbreaking into technology, um, taking the, the groundwork, right? Like working in a data center, doing the rock stacking and switching and, you know, server upgrades. And <clears throat> I learned a lot about that because that helps me to understand what's happening in the cloud. A lot of businesses, organizations, people are moving their products and their services to the cloud. So for me, having the understanding of a data center, that gives me a better picture of what's happening in the cloud. So that's very important. Um, And then other than my education, um, I have two kids, parenting as usual. Uh, Now we are homeschooling as on top of that. Um, Currently, I work at Cisco System as a cybersecurity consultant. I love my job because I enjoy to interact with my customers and just share the knowledge what's happening on the threat landscape. And above that, also mentoring others, Carla. So the course you did in 2016, was that the first time you'd really heard about cybersecurity? At that time, I had started hearing on it in the news, but I didn't know what really it was. But once I got my hands-on experience, you know, uh, deep diving into it, that gave me a whole perspective of what cybersecurity is and what it's going to happen in the future um, and look at where we are right now. Now, you've made a really interesting point because we see lots of people coming through from education in cybersecurity but who maybe don't have any experience in IT or, or security. Do you think mm-hmm. having a, an IT role before you make that move is important to get that foundation? It depends. It depends on what, remember, cybersecurity has a big, dom- it's large, so many domains, right? So it depends on what part of the domain of cybersecurity you're really trying to get into. I'll give, for example, of cyber threat intelligence. That's my alley. That's why I love dwelling in, right? For that one, 
if if you're an educator, for example, and you're branching from education, from being an instructor, coming to cybersecurity, and you want to focus on threat intelligence, you can thrive in that career. Why? Because one, you can be able to speak on the threats, right? Be able to document in a way that people can understand um, the product or whatever the service or the threat you're talking about, right? You're able to connect with the people. So in that similar situation of an educator crossing over into cybersecurity, they don't have any um, technical background of um, IT, but that knowledge skill set that they have as an educator adds value into the new domain that they're moving into cybersecurity. Again, it all depends. For the people who are moving, maybe if you're moving, let's say, for example, to ethical hacking, it will require you to have some understanding of IT, right? You need to understand your TCP IP, your, your, the OSI model, how uh, packet analyzing, that is required. So it depends on the domain that one is launching into, then that determines if background of IT is important or not. That's a really good point. And do you feel that the industry is open to accepting people coming from different walks of life? I have seen it change as time goes by, so I'm really glad that that's happening, and I would say yes. Um, but for the people who are coming into it, you have to be really thirsty for it. You really have to be self-motivated. You really have to be the go-getter because cybersecurity is constantly changing. It's very dynamic, right? The technology you used to know yesterday becomes obsolete when you wake up tomorrow morning. The threat we were chasing yesterday come today, it's no longer there, we're chasing something new. So as much as people want to come into the industry, they themselves have to be ready to embrace the journey and be able to be self-motivated to deep dive into the industry. And you obviously set up a mentoring program uh, which will, will help people with this, but why, why did you go about doing that? Where did you get the idea from? Um, when, when I launched in um, cybersecurity, so here I am, I've taken the education and I'm ready to launch out there. I got my first job deep diving into threat intelligence here at Cisco System. And at that time, I wanted a mentor who was going to really hand hold my hand as, as, I, as I began this journey. Luckily enough, at Cisco, we have so many bright and brilliant engineers, right? I was able to find male mentors and some female mentors who assisted me with. But in my quest for finding a mentor, I was asking questions that I said, I, they seem to be persistent all the time. I was to ask, um, what, what is it that you do? Can, can I join your meetings? Can, can you show me this? And it seemed a little bit like a um, little bothering them or some of them seem to be, they're too busy, right? And I didn't, I didn't hold that against them because again, the nature of their work is very demanding. So I took a step back and I said, you know, I can take, I can sit back and be angry or I can take the problem and create a solution for it. So identif I identified there was a lack of mentorship in this industry. And that's why I decided, let me create a mentoring program. Let me talk to the people all across the globe. I didn't want to just hear from just within here, the United States, because cybersecurity is a global um, event. Um, so I wanted to hear from everybody across the globe. So that's why I created the mentoring program on the social media, LinkedIn, where people join, they share ideas, mentees get mentors, and mentors also get to learn from mentees. So. To answer your question, that came out of 
an experience I, I encountered when I was looking for a mentor. And therefore, I was opening the door to others to, so that they don't struggle finding a mentor like I did initially. So from having that idea and, and putting that out into the world, how, did, how has the process gone from there to where it is today? Oh, you'd be amazed. I started with one, two, three people joining. I think now we're up to 4,000 people right there. Um, I stay in touch with the people who connect with me on the mentoring group. Um, if somebody comes in there, they join, they ask questions. How do I jump into cyber security? How do I stand my first job? Um, I'm looking to jump into governance and risk management. I'm looking to threat intelligence. Since we are so many of us in that group with different uh, cybersecurity domain expertise, we're able to pair each other. If I see somebody looking for threat intelligence, I'll pick them up. Hey, here, come over. I can help you out. If somebody else is looking for governance, risk, and management, I know somebody within the group who has that expertise. And um, recently, as something that I launched after we all went shut down, the whole continent, right? Um, I decided I want to stay in touch with my mentors and mentees. Um, and people are indoors right now. What, what, what can we do to, to make sure that we're still staying connected? I launched um, a mentoring program session where I get to meet with mentors and mentees on every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where people join that call from any part of the world. They join the WebEx session. We, we brainstorm ideas, ask your questions, and mentees get mentors, and mentors also get feedback from their mentees. We share resources and also get just to network, right? It's good just to hear from others what's going on in your part of the world. Because indeed, maybe over here, I'm just focusing on ransomware. But another part of the country, they might be focusing maybe on counterfeit. Such interactions are good during the mentorship, mentorship session um, to be able to build a healthy security industry across the globe. Now, you've touched on it a little bit, you know, mentors can learn from mentees. That's mm -hmm. not always assumed. You know, if you are a mentor, what, what should you be looking to get out of that relationship? If I'm a mentor, um, for me, I would like to see success on my mentee, right? I would like to see them, when we started the journey together, how far have they grown? I would like to see my mentee taking the initiative on their end. If it's, if, is it a book they're reading? Is it a blog they're writing? Is it a research they're doing? You know, show that ownership, right? Um, have accountability. When I pick up a mentee, I have five questions for them that I have set up for them. I want to know what are your goals. I'm not talking about five-year plans. Let's talk. Let's do step by step. In six months, what do you want to have accomplished? In 12 months, what do you want to have accomplished, right? Let's do the baby steps. And then we always keep revisiting the questions to see whether we are making progress or where we need to readjust. I also um, encourage my mentees, switch up your mentors, right? Don't just stick with one for a long time um, because one mentor may be good at one specific domain of cybersecurity, another one on a different domain. Switch them up, learn different domains of cybersecurity, and that way you have broad knowledge of um, the industry and you'll be able to pick up your career which best interests you. I think that's really good advice as well. A lot of people go into that sort of thinking, you know, I need a mentor and that's going to be the person that helps me and does everything for me for the next couple of years. But mm -hmm. you can have multiple mentors. Oh, yes. And is the, is the scheme that you have, is it, is, it quite, is it more informal or is it quite formal arrangements between those people? With my mentors, it's, it's a formal 
um, arrangement, right? So we'll have, we'll we'll share, we'll schedule, we'll plan a schedule, right? And say we'll be meeting maybe biweekly or a monthly, right? Here's a project. This is what you need to have done by the time we come to meet together. Um, and by all means, if you have any questions by the time we get to meet next time, please feel free to reach out. I mean, there, there are those questions that may need to be answered right away. Um, I've seen situations where my mentees will even reach out to me to be their, um, their sponsor. Maybe they are trying to apply for this job. I can be their reference and I can vouch for them and speak for them. Wow. It feels like it's really developed quite quickly. You know, 4,000 members is, is huge. It is. It, the need is really needed. I mean, the need is, I can take even, for example, for the Saturday one, the episode I do on Saturdays. When I first launched it, I thought maybe three or five people were, were going to join my Webex session. I mean, we went from three people. Last Saturday, I had 65 people. We had nine people calling from different parts of um, outside the U.S., right? Um, others are in a, in a room all, all together just wanting to hear this knowledge because Mentorship is needed in this industry. It's and cybersecurity is not one of those that you can just speak on by yourself and stay by yourself. You need others. You need others to rally you. You need others to share knowledge with you. You need others to brainstorm ideas, and also to feel part of a community. Is it all women in the group, or do you have a do you have men as well? I have men as well because cybersecurity has no gender, right? <laughs> when that atta- when that attacker knocks on your door, they don't care whether you're male or female. I usually say it's open for all. Let us all learn from each other because we are one community and we have this one goal to protect um, <clears throat> the security of the networks. Yes, I think that's a really good good point. Yeah. Where where do you see the community growing from here? Well, we have a long way to go because, <clears throat> and then we have no choice. We have to grow. We have to change. We, I mean, the, the, the nature of cybersecurity and the, the, the cyber attacks, you know, they make us adopt so quickly, right? Long are the days when people used to worry, never used to care about their password, right? People would use their password, one password for all their accounts. Before, maybe people never even used to have a password on their system. But because of the current attacks we're seeing now, we're seeing people are changing, right? They're starting to use different password, multi-factor authentication on their, <clears throat> on their services or products. So cybersecurity attacks are constantly, it's constantly forcing us to change. So there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of potential. Um, there's a lot of um, technologies looming left, right. We have AI, right? IOTs coming out there, cloud security. It's ever growing. So I would recommend and encourage people who are really looking into this industry. This is the best time to join. You're never too late and we're glad to help you. I think that's a, a really good point as well. You know, we, we hear a lot about the skills gap. There's, there's not enough people in the industry um, and you don't have to come from straight from school or straight from university to be able to, to do this. You could come into this at any point in life. That is correct, yes. Remember, even when you're moving from a different job coming into cybersecurity, that does not mean that the job that you used to do or the skill set and knowledge you had there becomes obsolete, right? You're just adding more value to the new cybersecurity domain you're launching into. Um, so everybody, every walk shapes of life, they can do cybersecurity because we really need it. We do. Now, yeah, we do. 
I feel like, um, and maybe you're you're seeing the same thing. I feel like on LinkedIn and social media within the community lately, um, there's been a lot of negativity. You know, people are really uh, unhappy with vendors, and there's a lot of criticism around various uh, aspects in security. And it feels like your community is a kind of a counter to that. Are, are you seeing the same thing? On my end, uh, since I basically on LinkedIn, mostly I use it mostly for um, my mentoring group. The only time I would see a downside is when a mentee was trying to look for a mentor and they're not getting feedback, right? And at that time, that's when I'll step in and try and help um, pairing them up. But overall, I've been seeing positive influence because people are willing to share, people are willing to um, come collaborate together, people are willing to stretch an arm and help each other. Well, I even tell my mentees, don't, don't, be, don't be focused on just one vendor. For example, if you're doing a certificate, don't just focus on only... For example, uh, don't just do X, Y, Z certificates only because you need to, to diversify your portfolio. Do certificates from other vendors, you know, so that you can have a broad idea of um, how these vendors view security as opposed to this other one, right? Because when the attacker comes, they don't just use one medium of attack. They use various mediums of attack. And you have to have your mindset so wide open so that you can be able to understand how to better mitigate um, whatever attack you're defending with. Um, otherwise, I have seen very positive uh, feedback, influence, um, and my networks, the network seems to be growing very good because it's touching, again, it's touching the human element, right? The moment you're giving back to the community, the moment you're making impact to somebody's life, the moment you're, you, you're being able to help somebody to cross from one part of career to the next, I mean, that speaks volume. And I think that's the big value that I'm seeing from my social media um, aspect. I think we really need it. And I, I've always found that people in security are actually very willing to help. If, if you go out there and ask the question, people want to impart their knowledge and bring others into the industry. It also depends on who you connect with, right? Um, if you have somebody in your network who's always very negative, maybe it's time to cut ties and just focus on the positive ones, right? Because you want somebody who's always adding, right? I usually tell, even I even tell my kids, there are some people who come to add, to multiply into your life. But don't, don't, be, be, don't forget that there are also people who come to do, to divide and to subtract. So be cautious of this and make good connections and good networks. That's really good advice. Mm-hmm. Now, we've touched on it being a community that's open to everybody. Do you think that we're seeing improvements in the amount of diversity within the industry? It is improving. From the time when I started to now, I have seen a lot of uh, diversity and inclusion uh, taking place. Do we have a lot of work to do? Yes, we do, right? Again, we have to keep showcasing um, our value. We have to keep showcasing our interest in the industry and, and don't give up. Right. If you if every journey, every journey is not smooth. Sometimes there are bumps, there are curves, there are hills. Right. But those who persevere, they get to the destination. So I would encourage everybody who is trying to launch into the industry, even if you enter in the community and you find a little challenge, a little bumps over there, please don't give up. Keep on pressing on forward and tap onto people who you've deemed or you've seen uh, posting maybe blogs or even advice, anything positive that influences you reach out to them and um, we make the community better. Are you seeing any companies or any individuals doing anything that's really having an impact on the diversity of the industry? Oh, there are a lot of them. Um, 
there is that uh, women in cybersecurity. Uh, they they did they did a good virtual website um, and also a webinar there, in, including everybody to come in. Um, my company Cisco does a lot too. They, we host a lot of sessions where we open for everybody, right? Look at this mentoring program that I do on Saturday. I use Cisco WebEx. That's a platform here that enables us to allow to connect with people all across, right? It doesn't matter where, what part of the community you are, come as you are. Um, I've seen other other organizations too on social media. They they are open to the concept. So I, I would encourage people: don't shy away, please. We are welcoming with open arms. We're here to help. Now, if you're somebody listening who's thinking about getting started in security, like you've said, it's a huge industry with lots mm-hmm. of different areas. Right. How can you go about finding out? You know, what's um, what area is going to suit me best? What where do my skills work best? And that's a good question because I keep hearing that from my mentees all the time. This one, I, usually my advice is I have a candid conversation with them. I ask them, what is it you as an individual like to do, right? Because remember, it's going to be a self-motivated. And if you don't have that inner motivation, you're going to give up, right? What is it that you like to do? And I usually use myself and as, a, and as an example. I say, for me, I know myself. I'm a curious person, right? My mind easily gets bored quickly. So I need something changing real quick. Um, I like to talk, I like to share. So when I look at the domains of cybersecurity and the individual has to have done their research to identify what are the domains of cybersecurity. Um, I look at, I did, I did look into threat intelligence. Why did I pick threat intelligence? Because in threat intelligence, I'm able to take my skill set of one, being able to articulate about the threat. I'm able to explain why the threat occurred, what, what type of threat are we looking at, right? Who is causing the attack? How are they attacking it, right? And I mean, you should be able to answer all those questions one by one and be able to write a summary analysis that is very descriptive and that even if you're talking maybe to an 80-year-old, will be able to understand it. That's why me, I chose threat intelligence. For you, maybe you like break and fix, right? You like breaking stuff and trying to figure out what happened. Try looking to ethical hacking. Again, it goes back to you as an individual. What is it that you like? Um, are you a person who cares about policies and laws? Maybe governance, risk management, that should be your alley, right? So the individual has to have done research on the domains of cybersecurity. After they do their research, they should be able to identify them as the individuals. What is it that they really like to do? Once they identify those two things, it don't matter. Nobody can stop them. They would excel in the domain of cybersecurity that they launch to. And sometimes it's a hit or miss. You may start at one domain and discover it's not the one for you. You want to switch to something else. It's never too late. By all means, feel free to explore. Do you have any resources that you would recommend for people who want to do that research? Yeah, we have. Um, if they join my mentoring um, social media link on LinkedIn over there, we share tons of resources. We have posted them over there. I also have a blog. Um, also, I've put the link there on the mentoring uh, page that people can go there and you can be able to see all those resources that can help you start your career in cybersecurity. Now, we've talked about certifications. Are there any that you think are particularly good value? Certification is a very interesting topic, right? So, because some people ask me, do I need a certain certificate to start my career in cybersecurity? My my advice to them is, it depends on the type of job you're applying for. Some jobs will require to show you that to show to showcase forth that you um, you've acquired one, two, three certificates. Some jobs will require you 
not to even have them, although the, though the job description says that you need to have them. Um, and for those candidates who are looking into a position to a, um, and it requires certificates and they don't have any certification, I usually recommend them maybe write a blog, right? And then use that to showcase and say, even though you are asking me to have these three certificates, I don't have them, but this is what I have done. I did a research, I wrote a blog, here's the link, look at my work, and this is what people commented. Certifications are important, um, but I usually tell people, don't get too many certificates, or I've seen people get four or five certificates before they even get their first job in cybersecurity. Certificates, they expire, right? And maybe you might not even have a job by the time your certification is expiring. So I usually recommend start 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 with baby steps. Maybe start writing blogs, right? If you're if you're anxious to acquire one certificate, go for it. But be sure that certification is going to help you on that career that you're you're trying to focus on. The other thing I'll also advise them is. Um, when you get into cybersecurity job, maybe it might change. Maybe today you do a certification on certified ethical hacking. Then tomorrow you realize, I don't like, I don't, I don't like this pen testing. I want to move on maybe to governance, risk, and management. Then you will be required to do another certificate. I usually recommend getting the job, test the waters, find your passion, then pursue the certification on that passion domain that you have in mind. I think that's really good advice. A lot of the certificates, they can be quite expensive as well. If, you, if you're starting up when you're not 100% sure if that's going to be the right area for you, you, you need to make sure before you make such a big investment. That is correct. There, I've seen some costs from 500 to $10,000, right? And it's a lot of money. No, I mean, for people who are even starting a job, it's that's money that you don't have just to throw out there. No, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you're obviously very busy. You've got the community, you've got the, the blog that you do, you've got your job, you've got your family. Do you find time to continue learning and developing yourself? I do. I What I do good is <laughs> I made sure when I started, I was like, oh, my God, I'm all over. But I decided to, to have a time management schedule, right? I, I took a step back and learned about how I'm managing my time, and I realized my mind is better relax very early in the morning. So I set my time, I do my two hours early in the morning, do my meditation, read my Bible, and then listen to my podcast early in the morning. That starts me off the day. So I advise others have um, a time management schedule, time when you check in and when you check out, because clearly you need that. Um, and also when you check out, I'm completely checked out. I'm not on my phone, I'm not on the TV, I'm not on the computer, I am checked out completely. Checking out is a really good point. You know, at the moment, we're obviously all working from home and it, it can be really easy to just keep working and keep going. So, you know, that advice to switch off is uh, is maybe not easy, but it's a, it's a good point. Yeah, you have to force yourself. People who are workaholic like me, I like to work. I, I like I like doing a research. I want to do this. I want to figure out this. You have to set that limit to yourself and say, nope. When it gets to this time, time off. And I put a timer on my phone. <laughs> when that alarm pings, I'm, I'm gone. I just do something else other than electronics, anything to do with security. I just check off and just have some refreshing time. And you realize when you come back, um, when you reset back, you, your mind is fresh. Is You're able to input even more than you could have done if you continued working for long hours. Plus, it's also healthy for the mind, too. Yes, yeah, it really is. 
Now, people may not know, but you've, you've won awards, you've judged awards as well. Um, how have you found that they've helped you in your career? Um, recognition, for one, for sure. Um, I mean, and to be honest, I, I was humbled, right? Um, everything I do, I don't, I don't do it for, for, to receive an award. I do it just to give back to the community because just who I am. I'm passionate giving back to the community and helping other people. But it's good also to get recognized, right? Um, the award I won for Cybersecurity Champion of the Year at Cisco last year, that was very heartwarming because that was my peers, my coworkers, the executive of the company that nominated me. I mean, such a global company for you to be picked among them, it, it was, you know, it was touching. And um, how has it helped me? The knowledge that I've acquired to be able to be to be nominated to get such an award is the knowledge that I share with the people during my mentoring session or even my one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and f also being picked to be among the top 30 most admired minority profession by um, a magazine, Sequoia magazine in UK, that was humbling too. But what, what it does, it just gives you that platform exposure. And when I get that platform exposure, um, I get to connect with a lot of people across the globe. And through my connection, I'm able to share my knowledge, my skill sets, and to be able to mentor them and help them in their career in cybersecurity. Well, I think that's really, really helpful. I think that point on recognition is is really important. You know, we all need to we all need to hear that we're doing a good job a good job sometimes. Yes, it is. Now let's talk a little bit about your your actual job and your your view on the cyber market as well. So, you know, what what sort of threats are you seeing at the moment? Oh, there are interest, interesting threats all the time. Um, but most most important one we're seeing due to the, the current situation taking place with COVID-19 is those phishing scams, right? Those phishing emails that they are trying to, to allure people to click on links. Um, another one I saw was interesting one was where they, they're sending those text alerts um, on your phone, like faking people telling them, click on this link to, to see whether you have symptoms of COVID or not, right? Um, so you see the bad guys take advantage of whatever is happening in the world and then they start attacking because they know people are vulnerable on that. So those ones have been on the rise. Others I've seen also is um, just ransomware on the, on the news. You just keep seeing people, organization keeping getting hit by ransomware, which is it's very sad, but well, I hope we can, we, can, we can overcome it. But, you know, it's, it's a career, it's a domain, it's never going to change. So we have to continue being proactive um, by implementing, you know, basic cyber hygiene so that you don't fall the victim of the next attack. Now, you mentioned, you know, phishing links on your phone as well. Do you think people in general are aware that that's, that's a way you can be compromised? Some are, some are not. Again, that's where we as security people have to keep helping the community, right? It could be, when I say community, it could be your next door neighbor, right? It could be even your kids. Uh, it could be your fellow co-worker. And that's why I usually say write a blog, share that knowledge with other people, even post it on the social media by, or whatever you have connections with so that you can educate the greater community that these attacks are indeed happening. Now, what do you think we're going to see over the, the coming months? Do you think there's going to be any new threats that, uh, that you're worried about? New threats, that, that's, <laughs> that's always happening, right? It doesn't matter whether it's new month, new day, new week. We'll always see new threats taking place because, you know, we know the threat actors, they don't sleep. They're always active and they're always, you know, trying to, 
to figure out what's the next big thing. Um, what, what I'm thinking maybe we might see will be a, a rise on attacks maybe on the like um, on your banking because they're realizing these checks are being mailed to to people. Um, make sure so I recommend most people you know make sure on your banking if you're doing online banking change your password make sure you use your two form factor authentication. Don't click links even if you receive an email from your bank even though you know it's your bank and they're asking you for your credentials that looks fishy right there, right? I say trust, but verify. Um, and then, and also just be aware, be aware that these attacks are happening um, and they will continue increasing as time goes by. Have you seen much change in the industry since you started? I have seen change in security products that are helping a lot of customers um, stay protected against cyber attacks. I have also seen an increase of community awareness. A lot of people now are starting to share out there, right? This is how to protect yourself against this, this type of attack. The, uh, and also just others um, hosting sessions, webinars um, to educate other people. So that has been very good uptake increase. On the downside, I've also seen, you know, others just spreading fear, right? And, and, you know, with fear, people act quickly. And when they act quickly, they fall victims. So it's a win-win, but I'm seeing the good outweigh the bad. Well, that's good. Now, we end each podcast with uh, some quick-fire questions. So uh, you need to just answer as quickly as you can. Are you, uh, are you ready? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> what turns you on professionally? What turns me on? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What turns you on professionally? I don't understand that question. I'm sorry. Oh, what uh, turns? Yeah. Um, what excites you professionally? Oh, what excites me professionally? The fact that I'm able to uh, make impact to the community and to be able to provide my knowledge and skill sets um, to for people to be able to be protected against um, cyber attacks. What doesn't excite you professionally? Uh, the, the fact that people are sometimes ignorant to the fact that these attacks are happening and they're not taking the appropriate measures. For example, like changing your password. How do you unwind? Reading a book, Zumba, swimming, and outdoor activities. What profession other than your own would you like to try? What profession other than? Other than your own. Other than my own? Um, hmm, that's interesting. Maybe t uh, teach kids about uh, cyberbullying online and how to protect, uh, stay protected against that. I think that's a, that's a valuable one. Mm -hmm. What activity gives you the most energy? What activity gives me most energy? Um, threat research. <laughs> Who is your biggest inspiration? My biggest inspiration are my kids, my parents, of course, my customers, and just the general community, my mentors and mentees. If you had to present a speech right now, what one word would be its subject? Security is everybody's responsibility. You are at your best when you're doing what? 
I am at my best when I'm educating and sharing my knowledge with others. If today was the last day of your life, what one lesson would you impart? We have to care for one another. We are in this together. And you cannot rise alone. You need others with you. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say as the reason he is letting you through the gates? Well done, my daughter. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For the latest episodes, please subscribe. And for future conversations, reach out on Twitter and LinkedIn.